Hello, aviators, and welcome to the Pro Pilot Playbook Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Sean. And we're coming at you again after a, a couple-month break. We've now uh, got some episodes now behind our uh, belt, and uh, we're going to start giving you content as quickly as possible. And uh, this channel is all about getting young aviators and old aviators and all aviators alike to launch their careers in aviation at the best possible time in the aviation history to become a pilot. Yeah. Uh, so, absolutely. so what we, yeah. Episode yeah. episode 41 here is um I'm I'm excited about this one cuz I get the show uh I'm, yes. I I have a little plan here. Uh, well, it's we're answering a question. This is yeah, a so- listener listener slash viewer question. Uh, Mike, you, I guess you can read the email here from right. yeah, Oliver. So, Oliver. Uh, this one caught our eye. Um, there's a couple things about this question in you like. We do get a lot of questions and we love them. Keep them coming. And if you uh, even submitted one months ago and we haven't got to it, we still may get to it. So don't think that it's over. So please podcast at uh, propilotplaybook.com. Please send those questions in and we'll get to them. This one caught our uh, eye for two reasons. Um, um uh, it's from Oliver. And uh, the, the first one is Oliver is from Australia. So I think that's really cool um, that we're getting a large international following now. People from all over the world are watching this and it, yeah, yeah. it's really making us feel good. Um, and the second thing is Oliver's 10 years old. So yeah. it's probably the youngest person to write a question and it's a great question. So I'll, I'll uh, go ahead and read that. So he says, uh, I love aircraft since I was five. I've I wanted to fly and to be a pilot. On my ninth birthday, I went to a flight simulator and I felt what it was like to fly a 737. I am 10 now and I'm thinking of starting training when I'm 14. I'm wondering if I should start later or earlier. Should I move from Sydney to the US or Europe to train and start my job? Would it be better to be a corporate pilot instead of a commercial pilot? And would it be worth getting my licenses for turboprops like a Q400 or the MB series as they are starting to get old and slow and airline companies are moving towards jets uh, that are faster and make less noise? (laughs) I have so many questions and I would uh, love for you to answer them. I love your podcast and I hope to get more recognition as your channel has made a big impact on my perspective of being a pilot. Thank you, Oliver. Well, first of all, yeah, Oliver, I got to say, I am impressed with your wherewithal and attention to detail of, you know, saying things like the turboprops are getting noisy and slow compared to the jets and stuff. Most 10 year olds I know, all they know how to do is stare at a screen all day on their iPad or something like that, you know, mess around with games and apps. This is phenomenal. I love this. And uh, this one hits close to home to me because, uh, and I I haven't brought this up yet on the podcast, Mike, but I just bought my my first airplane. Um, Just got a little Cherokee. Of course, you know about it, but I haven't brought it up to the listeners. But uh, bought a little Cherokee. Yeah, yeah, Cherokee 180, which is a little four-place uh, four passenger, four people, uh, low wing airplane. And it's, uh, the 180 series, uh, 180 horsepower engine. Uh, it's, it's a perfect mix between something you could jump in and fly to a destination a couple hours away, uh, versus, and, and still be able to do flight training in it. 
you know, it's not a, a super high performance airplane and it's not a super slow, just built for training airplane. It's a good mix. But anyway, I myself have a 10 year old and, and a 13 year old, but Campbell, the 10 year old is uh, super pumped about being a pilot. He's crazy about it. They both want to get their pilot's licenses, but Campbell is bound and determined to become a professional pilot. And they both just two days ago, yeah, today's the, yeah, two days ago, took their first flight lesson and I'm still a certificated flight instructor. So I gave them their first flight lesson. They got their first little, uh, the first entry in their logbook is from their dad. So that's, uh, that's probably more exciting to me than it is to them, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, um, here's a, here's Fantastic. a quick, yeah. And the other portion of this is Campbell is a bit of a ham. Uh, he has his own YouTube channel already but he's uh he came up with this idea of wanting to make a youtube channel of him getting his pilot's license and i'm like well we can we can do that we could actually film every lesson and put it up there you could have your complete training documented on youtube this would be great so, i think oliver here might be your first subscriber <laughs> yeah yeah the channel doesn't exist yet i think we're leaning towards skycam being the name of the channel uh but I'll probably drop a whatever after we get it going. I might mention it on here again, but here's gotcha. a quick, here's a quick clip of Campbell taking off for the first time. Uh, he's taking off for the first time in the Cherokee, little 10 year old Campbell. Here he is. Here we go, power's up. Use your feet to keep it going straight down the runway. We're looking for that 50. 50, 50, there you 50. Go. So slow, slow, slowly pull back. Pull back. Uh, we're in, we're in like 80s. There we go. This is that good. You're flying. You're flying. I'm flying. Look at me go. I'm a flying plane. Nice. Yeah. So this is exciting stuff for you. I mean, Oliver, you got a couple questions here. And uh, being in Australia, just in my experience of, being around and seeing foreign students everywhere. When you go down to Florida, Florida is packed with flight schools. We've mentioned this before on the channel, how, you know, Florida and Arizona, these are places where flight schools flourish because you get good weather year round. And one thing you'll notice when you start wandering around these flight schools is they are loaded, loaded up with foreign students from, from all over the world. Right. It, it's just the, the cost differences in training in the United States versus Europe and Australia, uh, it's night and day. Right. Before we hit record here, I was telling Mike, it's probably on the same lines difference of uh, trying to get your you know, private pilot's license in a helicopter versus fixed wing fixed airplane. Wing. I mean, a helicopter, it's like, you know, it could be $400 an hour Plus, you got to pay an instructor, and there aren't as many helicopter instructors, so that's going to cost you more too. So every lesson is like five hundred bucks an hour versus fixed wing, which is going to be you know one hundred and thirty, one hundred to one hundred and fifty dollars an hour. So it's uh, it's quite the difference. As a matter of fact, most people just on that same thought, most people getting that want to get the helicopter pilot's license, what they'll do is they'll get their fixed wing pilot's license and then add the helicopter on after because it's that cheap, much cheaper to do it that yeah. way. Um, so to answer your question, yes, 
Uh, as far as coming to the United States, I would definitely say that's the way to go. Okay. Um, some some foreign students I've seen over here uh, in the country, they've already been hired. Right. By, uh, it depends on what country, where you're at, what country you're in, what yeah. airline. I mean, everything is, is uh, it's hard to just answer a blanket question. Uh, they have a blanket answer to everything because I know there are some countries in Europe, you know, probably some of these Eastern European countries or something, you know, they might get hired as a pilot before you even have your first hour. And then because you pass some aptitude test and then they'll send you over to the United States to get all your stuff. And then you come back and fly for that company. Um, but by and large, no matter what, the U.S. is the place to do it. I mean, it's just yeah. flight schools everywhere and they're cheaper. Right, 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 right. And, you know, maybe at his age, I mean, it, it may be tough to make that transition right away. But sure, uh, we, we would certainly suggest uh, him getting into a cockpit over there uh, and, and starting some training. Right. You know? Yeah, that was one of your questions. Should I start uh, later or earlier? There is nothing wrong with starting now. Going over to if you got a local airport next to you, uh, go over and take in a lesson maybe every – Right. three, four months. Remember, you can't, you can't get your license until you're 17. You're, that's just your initial private pilot certificate. You can't get that till you're 17. Uh, you can't solo till you're 16. You gotta have so many solo hours and dual hours. Dual means with an instructor uh, in, to get your license. So that happens when you're 16, you can solo. When you're 17, you can get your license. That's your private certificate. And then there's things you can be doing in between there uh, when you're set uh, your instrument rating, stuff like that. When you're 17, you can get your commercial pilot certificate, which allows you to fly for hire. And and that's not really an airline job. That's typically a flight instructor position, teaching people how to fly or maybe doing flying skydivers or doing mapping stuff. It's usually typically it's used for time building. It's a time building job. And then uh, when you get to your 1500 hour mark, then you can start putting those applications out for the airline. And if you were already, you know, of age, all this could be done within around a two year window. If you're really hot and heavy on it and throwing your time and money at it. Uh, but yeah, you I just read an article. Actually, I, I don't have it pulled up right now, but this morning. Um, I think it, it, it was uh, one of the commuter airlines, maybe Mesa, uh, the CEO uh, wrote an article uh, putting pressure on regulatory people to reduce that 1500 hour yep. restriction. So. I saw that. Yep. And yeah. they're already, I saw another article They're They're working the other side for the retirement. This is all to deal with the pilot shortage. They're right. working. They're already trying to make that 65, you know, 70 years old now, or, uh, you know, they're, I think they're pushing for 70, but, you know, maybe it'll end up 67 and a half, like, you know, some of the tax rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Right? You don't know. Right. Yeah. Right. But um, uh, as, as far as the uh, jets versus turboprop and the, in the uh, corporate versus airlines, you know, I think we do have a whole episode on the corporate air versus yeah. airlines thing. Yeah, and, we do. And the pros and cons. Um, uh, airline pilots, Oliver, you're going to, you know, you're, you're probably going to make more money. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a different type of lifestyle. Uh, we're both corporate pilots. We love it. We'd love to have you on our side too. You're going to fly some advanced equipment and go to some cool places. So that's a personal preference for you. Um, I am hearing a lot of the younger guys are just geared straight to the airlines, you know, now, um, but, but, uh, you know, uh, that, that's up to you and, and what opportunities unfold for you once you start your training. Um, the, the turboprops uh, versus jets, I mean, you are correct, and you kind of answered your own question. Um, turboprops are kind of fading, you know, uh, we, and, and they're great. They're fun to fly. I've got a lot of turboprop time and King Airs and things like that, and they're magnificent machines. And for certain missions, they actually do better than jets. Uh, but it's it's hard to go backwards. I mean, we we have a, there's a joke in the business, right? That props are for boats. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> once you do get into the jet world, they are so much quieter and faster. Um, it's it's what you want to do. So, but it's it, nothing I, you have to worry yourself about, it's, right? It, it it goes into none of your decision making processes it, right. at this point. I mean, especially at this point. But even if it were like Mike and I sitting here trying to decide. Uh, should I do this or that? What the company that you would go after, you know, that you would be applying to, or you know, that that's the person who decides jets or turboprops. They will train you for that machine. Uh, even in some of your smaller turboprops, even if you're talking about a little Pilatus or a TBM, um, those airplanes are still big and complex and expensive enough that it would require training. So it's not something you would like go to your flight school and say, Hey, I need a turboprop uh, right. reading in this particular, because it's model specific. So the TBM 800, if that's what you were flying, is not going to let you fly a Pilatus or a Caravan, which are all right. three turboprops or a King Air, which is a twin turboprop. Uh, those, they, they, they're not the same. It's, it's, right machine specific airplane specific down to the type number and that's what we're talking about uh we have episodes talking about it a type rating which is a license to fly a specific jet every jet you fly requires a type rating just because you can fly a 737 does not mean you're allowed to fly a 757 or right. vice versa um yep uh so nothing to worry about there not at yeah. all um what was another one of your questions oh earlier or later uh you know i don't i don't see any problem with uh like i was getting ready to say before of, of if you got a little airport next to you going over there and, and taking your first flight lesson and you know getting your actually sitting right behind me here's uh <laughs> this is um yeah so my my boys because i bought that airplane in their they're stocking for Christmas this year. Yeah, they they all got log books. They both got log books and uh, and they got some headsets under the Christmas tree on Christmas morning. Um, I haven't filled it out yet. We just <laughs> flew. We just flew two days ago. But this is the same log book I had for my very first log book. ASA uh, still made this wonderful. And here's my original one from when I first started flying back in 1995. So I bought them the same exact one, but uh, yeah, you get your log book and maybe cause you're only 10, maybe have your parents take you over there to the airport once every six months or something and, and take a flight lesson with an instructor. And at that age, it doesn't matter. Maybe at, 
you know, every six months, you probably will end up flying with a different instructor. So you get some different insight on stuff. And the time that goes in this logbook, Oliver, it never expires. It's there for the rest of your life. And it will, it will only go towards any other certificate and rating you're going after. So it would not be a waste of money or time to do that. And it would probably just keep that fire lit underneath of you brighter and hotter. Oh, yeah. You and know? he's got the fire, man. So yeah, he's he, already going. I love uh, it. Oh, he could be, uh, Sean, we could be talking to the uh, youngest ever airline pilot in uh, Australia, you know, yep. by the time this is all over. Very but possible. Yeah. He'll be a, we, we love the question, Oliver, and keep us posted young, on. Uh, youngest Qantas hire. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Yeah. So keep, uh, we love the question. Keep them, keep us posted. And, uh, uh, um, yeah, we'd love to see your progress. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point, Oliver. As you go through, um, uh, and you say you got more questions, you know, don't, don't feel bad about sending us more. Love it. And yeah, yeah, send us a picture, send us a picture of your, uh, of your first flight. That'd be great. That'd be great. And if you have a question for us, you'd like us to answer here on the podcast, you can email us at podcast at ProPilot Playbook, and we'll answer it here just like we did Oliver's. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week. Thanks. Thanks.